Hello, 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 everyone. This is Jacqueline Kabai Harrison. I have a special guest. I am going to invite her now. One moment, please. Uh, let's see. Okay, ladies, kind of getting off to a bit of a rough start here. Be Live wasn't uh, cooperating. You know how sometimes the technology works and other times it does not. <laughs> so let me let her know that I just invited her. Take these out. Huh? <sighs> I got the wrong headphones. So, again, let me go ahead and start, because I know we're getting a very late start today. Like I said, because of technical difficulties. <laughs> um, my name is Jacqueline Kabai Harrison, and I am a confidence and success coach. And more specifically, what I do is I help African-American women increase their confidence leading to increased productivity, leading to increased profitability, right? Because when we're in business for ourselves, a, a huge part of that is... One second. A huge part of that is what? Is being able to be financially sound, right? Being able to create the lifestyle that we truly desire as well as deserve. So I'm adding her now, and it seems like my camera again is taking forever. <laughs> it just, it says adding. God, I have to tell you, sometimes technology is the best thing, the other times... All you can do is just throw your hands up and just do the best that you can and keep on moving. I'm afraid to press something else because I don't want to guess request. Now we're just back to saying adding. 
Guys, we're going to try here, but if this doesn't work out um, for the next couple of minutes or so, then we'll just reschedule. I don't know if it's Facebook or if it's my internet. It's probably a combination of both. So, <clears throat> I had to pick up where I left off, right? On table show. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, okay. Can you, I'm good. Can you see me? I can see you. You can see me. You can hear me, right? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you to you and for everyone else for being patient. We were trying to use Be Live, but Be Live didn't want to act right today. Um, so, so we're still going to show up and show out. We just got a little less time, so we're going to cover a lot of ground or as much as we can. Um, so again, guys, this is Eight Queens Roundtable show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. And the purpose of this is to improve your spiritual, mental, and physical health, allowing you to be more productive in your business, resulting in increased profitability. I am so excited. Today, ladies, I have a guest here. Her name is Phoenix Love, and I'm going to let her introduce herself as well as tell us a little bit about you, like where you're from and how you came to be who you are today. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for having me on. Um, again, I know that it took a little bit for us to, you know, finally get connected, but we are here. It's all divine, and um, everything is always in divine order. So, um, yes, like I said, my name is Phoenix Love. I am a licensed clinical social worker as well as a certified uh, Reiki healer and a certified vibrational sound healer. Um, I am a holistic health uh, practitioner and coach working with purpose-driven leaders to help them come up with holistic healing solutions that will um, really support their wellness goals and to achieve work-life balance. Um, so that's, that's kind of who I am in a nutshell. So I'm sorry, I didn't hear the second question, Jackie. Can I call you Jackie? Yes, yes, know. that is fine, that's fine. Please forget anyone's name, I'll try to be respectful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But yeah, Jackie is fine. So tell us, how did, how did all of this start? How did you, I know you're a licensed clinical social worker, I am too. But I want to know, like, how did you come to, like, tell us the name of your business and how long you've been in business and how did this all come about? How did you decide to go into entrepreneurship? So <clears throat> we try to give the cliff notes because of, you know, being respectful everyone's time. So I, um, the name of my business is Healers Haven Holistic, um, I'm sorry, Healers Haven Holistic Health and wellness solutions. And the key word is solutions. Um, I really took this journey probably a few years ago. It started with my own healing, my own journey of healing from dealing with things from childhood trauma to anxiety to my own depression. And I knew that there was a better way above and beyond what I've been trained clinically to do with evidence-based practices and interventions. And also with the work that I do 
or I have done with children as well as adults um, and families. And that's really from every, um, I want to say every setting, including school settings, psychiatric hospital settings, community-based organization settings. I have been a clinician at pretty much every setting in the mental health field. So from that experience and working with the families and working with the children that have um, extensive histories of trauma, all different types of mental health diagnosis from bipolar disorder to PTSD to um, depression to schizophrenia, I always used, and I want to say I was always an unorthodox clinician or therapist, meaning that I would bring in spirituality practices, I would bring in holistic health practices, everything from prayer, meditation, yoga, um, aromatherapy, anything and everything to be able to help the clients and the patients that I was serving to be able to regulate their emotions and to help them to learn how to self-regulate. Um, and I'm sure you know, Jackie, from working with clients and patients, when you have an emotionally dysregulated child or even an adult that's struggling with their own emotions, we have to pull out that toolbox and start using everything that we know. And um, I did a lot of work. I also am currently you know, a trainer in crisis management and prevention because I did a lot of work in the patient side of the mental health field working in psychiatric hospitals for adults as well as children. So in that training process and working on the inpatient side, especially, you are exposed to a lot of vicarious trauma, secondary trauma. So not only are you dealing with the patients and clients that are dealing with um, their own mental health issues and emotional dysregulation and trauma, but you are being exposed to it even as a clinician, even as um, a direct care worker, even as a nurse, you know, all of the different uh, interdisciplinary team members that work with the population. So a lot of that work and those, that training and everything that I've done over the course of the past 10, 15 years, um, it really started to plant the seeds to what ultimately became my business, Heal is Haven, because I knew that, yes, we can do this work. You have to, you know, be able to um, be creative in your approach of helping patients and clients, but you also have to be able to take care of yourself. You have to be able to practice self-care on a regular basis when you're working in these type of patients and um, fields and settings. So that really was sort of like the you know, laying the groundwork for my business and besides, again, my own healing journey. So I think it was a combination of the two. Okay. And then working with the families as well, working with the parents, knowing what my mom went through. You know, we, we, we can get into, we don't have a whole lot of time, but we can talk about generational trauma. You know, my mom, you know, suffering from her own um, mental health issues. My dad, who uh, has substance abuse issues. So just even that, and then that comes down and, and, you know, influenced how I was, how I dealt with things and issues and challenges. Because, again, generationally, if they didn't do their healing, then it passed on to the next generation and so on and so forth. But I knew for me, I wanted it to stop. I didn't want it to pass on to my child. So I think it was a combination of my own personal walk as well as the work that I do as a physician. Okay. Um, so at this time, and this is just kind of a little bit, 
you know, history. Where where are you based out of? Like what what city are you based out of? So I am based in New York. I have two locations in Valley Stream, Long Island, as well as downtown Brooklyn, um, in New York. Okay. New York City in the Okay. Okay. Now your business is so you, you do some work online as well as actually face to face, right? I would assume. Okay. So I prefer if there's a client, of course, you know, that's in another state and they would like to get services from me, we can definitely set up something via online. And I actually have a couple of online clients, you know, right now. So that please don't let that be a barrier if you know you're someone that's struggling with um, either some what I call unhealed wounds, um, unhealed trauma that you never, you know, you've never been in treatment before or you've been in treatment and you just want a different approach and you want to try something above and beyond the clinical normal clinical psychology interventions. This is usually people that come to me. And like I said, I work with other therapists. I work with uh, educators. A lot of my clients are in the helping profession. That, that really is my target audience just because of exactly what I explained. Because if you are working in these fields of um, mental health, education, anytime you're dealing with human beings in general, there's always gonna be some, first of all, it's gonna be very challenging and stressful. And we know that stressful, any type of stress and any type of stressful environment, that alone can build up certain types of um, defense mechanisms where we are constantly uh, looking for ways to be able to just maintain our own equanimity when we are working, trying to balance out our, our personal life along with our work life, and then, you know, just life in general. And think about it. Right now, we are dealing in very anxiety-provoking times. Yes. So you just turn on the news. If you just walk out your door, you know, it's so much energetically that's going on. So this is why I love and I'm very passionate about the, the work that I do, mental health from a holistic perspective, because we really can't do business as usual anymore. Right. We are living in a time that calls us to go above and beyond, especially as leaders, especially as entrepreneurs, especially as, you know, um, helping professionals, people that are called to be able to serve and help others. So we have to look for more creative approaches, but in that same process, that parallel process, we have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Right. You know, a couple of things you mentioned, I didn't want to, I didn't, definitely want to cut you off, but I wanted to say, Miss Valerie Simon has joined us and she shared it out. Thank you so much. Sharon is caring. Thank, right? Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and I wanted to say, I think it's so, so just profound that you even mentioned that as healthcare professionals, how or shall I say within the family, right? Like how things that our parents went through, you know, what their parents went through and how all of that is passed down, you know, that yes. it's not just, it doesn't just, you know, you have to make a conscious decision to break that cycle. And then the second piece I wanted to mention, I think it's excellent the way you mentioned about self-care and especially in these type of fields like social work, like you said, teachers, we go through a lot, you know, yes. and... It's so, so, so even more important to practice regular self-care. Now, I wanted to say the actual topic that you were going to talk about was overcoming limiting beliefs and unhealed yes. emotions to fulfill your destiny. Yes, that's, that's just, I love it. Now, again, I know we're a little limited on time, 
but is it possible that you can still speak to some of that? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And that's really, um, Jackie, that's really my platform. That's really what being, you know, showing up on online, in this online community, in my online community. Um, also, when I go out and do workshops, whether it's corporate workshops, whether it's at a church, whether it's at a community center, this is really what I talk about because this is really what people are struggling with. They, there's so many, whether it's men, because men are really showing up too. Men are showing up, hey, I need help too, because they are saying, we have been traumatized, we have been um, violated, we have been molested, we have been through things as well. So it's not just women. I want to say that, but I know most of us, our communities, our audience and followers are mostly women. But I do want to acknowledge that the men have, you know, they also need the support as well. So when I go out, yes, I am talking about those limiting beliefs. I am talking about generational trauma because limiting beliefs, anytime we have something that constantly plays over and over again in our mind, in our psyche, that's keeping us locked and blocked from moving forward is usually based in a limiting belief, which is based in our childhood and mm -hmm. kind of childhood trauma or some kind of breach mm -hmm. in our development. So I do a lot of work around that through webinars, through workshops on how to really move past those limiting beliefs. And it's not something that could be done in a snap, but it is something that when you have the right guidance and the the right resources and the right information, you are able to tackle it and you are able to overcome it. So limiting beliefs is anything like your approach to money, thinking that you will never be able to be successful because your parents may have told you, you know, if you don't work hard, you're not going to have money or you're never going to amount to anything or you're not enough. Maybe you've um, experienced a lot of rejection in your life. So you have everything you see is through the lens of rejection. They are not going to accept me. If I go on this job interview, I'm not going to be good enough. These are messages that we play over and over internally in our subconscious. And anything that's in our subconscious is extremely challenging to change because it has been um, embedded there and programmed there from our childhood. Really a lot to deal with neuroscience and neuroplasticity, which, yes, I would love to be able to you know, expound on that. But it is something that we have to understand from an organic standpoint that this is how our brain functions. So you have to really have an understanding of the difference between the subconscious and the conscious. The subconscious is much stronger and more powerful than the conscious. This is why it's so hard for us to change habits that we have had for a long time. Because even though our conscious and our will says, yes, we want to be able to make a change, but if we don't have that subconscious on board, which is really programmed from when we were young, it's not going to happen. It will happen for a short period of time. Prime example, we're in a new year. It's already four weeks into or three to almost four weeks into the new year. Many of us had New Year's resolutions, things we said we were going to change. We started on it. And guess what? Probably most of us have fallen off of it already. Why? Because subconsciously, it's our mind is saying, no, we want to go back to what we were doing because that's comfortable. comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's programmed. So again, 
we learn by repetition. Think about when we was a child, everything we knew, everything we learned, it was by repetition, doing something over and over and over again. And that's how the subconscious works. So you have to, anytime you have a limiting belief that's been there from core and from your childhood, you have to be able to address that subconscious. And you have to be able to replace whatever that is, that belief, with something positive. So that's what affirmations, that's what prayer, meditation, and that connection with divinity and that connection with the divine creator. That's where all of the spirituality practices come in to help with that as well. You know, you have people like Lisa Nichols and um, Tim Robbins and all of these people that are wildly successful because this is exactly what they teach. And, it, and it's not because this is something, oh, I'm just going to go out and make money from it. Yes, they're successful from it. But this is something they had to go through themselves, through their process, in order for them to even get to the point of where we know them as the celebrity coaches now. Okay? But this is really, it's a process. So, yes, anything dealing with limiting beliefs is about reprogramming of the mind and, and specifically reprogramming the subconscious. Well, okay? I like how you brought up about the subconscious because... That like you, I, I totally agree. That is so important because people think about. Well, I'm not consciously thinking that, but you know, you got so much going on in your subconscious mind that if you're not even aware of it, that's a big piece right there. Or even knowing that you have to train yourself, you have to train your whole thought process. You got to, exactly. you know what I mean? It's not gonna happen overnight. Exactly. And really, you know, it's sort of like five areas for me. The okay. second one is about negative self-talk. Okay which comes out of the limiting beliefs and you know, a negative mind chatter. I call it the monkey mind, where the mind is constantly going and is telling you a lot of negative things. And, you know, it can lead to confusion. It can lead to being double-minded. It can lead to, you know, just lack of clarity. And anytime we're not clear about something, then how are we making sound decisions? So the second piece of that is really being able to use positive self-talk and affirmation to address that monkey mind or that negative mind chatter. The third area is really looking at those unchecked emotions, those unhealed emotions. And a lot of times that has to deal with, again, things that may have happened in the past, trauma, or maybe a current situation that you're going through that's not um, positive. Maybe it's a toxic relationship. You know, Maybe it's some things that's going on in your job that's not um, life-giving and it's edifying. So it starts to build up all of these wounds and pain and hurt and emotions. And this is where I really work with my clients to move out those blockages because that's what it turns into in our physical body as well in our emotions and our mental and our mental health. And it can turn and manifest into actual disease or disease or illnesses. Mm -hmm. So this is where I work with clients on doing um, what I call tapping or emotional freedom techniques. I use that particular intervention a lot to help move out and shift the energy and those emotional blockages out of the body, working through the chakras, which is our seven energy meridians. We have many more through our body, but I, you know, we primarily focus on and are aware of the seven primary uh, energy meridians, which are the chakras. Okay. The fourth area is... Um, a healthy alkaline lifestyle. And I'm not just going to say diet because, you know, we usually hone in on the foods we eat, which is absolutely important as a, um, 
I do a lot of coaching around what foods we should be eating in our bodies that are life-giving versus those that are what I call dead foods. Okay, high alkaline is not um, heavy, you know, a lot of acidity in it. It's, it's really looking at your lifestyle in general, not just what you eat, but also environmentally, okay? What's influencing you environmentally? What are you taking in on your eye gaze, on your ear gaze? What are you listening to? What, what, who are you interacting with on a daily basis? What are those messages that you're hearing on a daily basis? So it's diet, it's, move, it's um, moving your body. Are you exercising on a regular basis? Are you doing some kind of yoga, Tai Chi, anything to move your body, especially as you get older. You know, we, we have to move our bodies. We have to make sure that we are putting foods in our bodies that are going to give it fuel and that's going to turn into, you know, something that is healthy positive as opposed to using our bodies as more like I want to say a trash can where we are putting fast food in and high fat foods and starches and sodas and additives and excessive sugar we are basically this is like sitting up there and pouring dirt inside of your gas tank in your car you do that right mm -hmm. so it's the same thing with our bodies this is the one vehicle that God has given us to be able to navigate through this earth in and we don't get another one. <laughs> so we have to take very good care of it. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's, again, it's a mindset shift of not just looking at, oh, I got to eat healthy and I got to exercise. But your life, everything that you do, every exchange that we have is energy from the foods we eat, how we move, who we're involved with, who we're talking to, and the environments we're in. So it's a lifestyle. And then the last area is, I mentioned it before, spirituality practices what are your what are your day-to-day -day spirituality practices what are you doing from the time you wake up you open your eyes your feet hit the floor what are you saying to yourself how are you spending those first 15 minutes of the day is is critical because that really sets the tone for the day my online community you know we have mindfulness Monday, where either it's me actually doing uh, meditation, guided meditation, or sometimes I'll post different type of meditative or mindfulness um, videos. So I think recently I, I just posted a video where it's a sound bowl, a Tibetan sound bowl floating on the water. Because again, it's putting us in a state of calm. It's putting us in a state of clarity. And this is where we want to start our day. We don't want to start our day all harried and rushing and about bills and everything because that's going to set the tone for the rest of the day. So you, how you start your day is vital. And and you know, of course, when we talk about spiritual spirituality practices, that's not just the morning. That's all throughout the day. I am a, a true advocate of praying throughout the day. I do something called walking and praying, or walking prayer, where you don't have to necessarily have twenty minutes called out and you're. you're on your knees and in quiet. Sometimes you can just be walking and saying scripture. Sometimes you can just be walking and saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for breathing. Thank you, God, for life. God, for your provision. Gratitude is medicine. So just expressing gratitude. So those are really the five areas. I know I'm, I'm talking fast and I'm saying a lot, but I know, you know, again, just being cognitive of the time, but I wanted to really, you know, again, answer your question, Jackie, like, Talking about um, limiting beliefs and being able 
able to unblock any type of emotions that are stuck and stagnant and that keep that's keeping you stuck or stagnant, it really has to um, be like a five-step process, which is what I just went through. So, and at the end, I'm going to ask you to just do a quick recap. Sure. Because um, I don't know if everybody, well, this is, you guys can listen to this again and get your notepads out, you know, write it down. Because <laughs> this is just a wealth of, of information. That's the wonderful thing about replays, about yeah. videos, Facebook mm -hmm. lives. We'll always watch it again if you missed anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, I was going to ask you and I, a couple of things. Again, I don't want to cut you off, but I liked how you talked about men, that a lot of times, you know, men, men have gone through significant trauma. And because of the fact that they're men, they're less likely, I think, to say, hey, you know, I got some issues. I got some unresolved issues I need to work on. And then I wanted mm -hmm. to mention to you about, I know within our community, oftentimes there's a stigma around mental health. So I wanted to know from your perspective and like, you know, having your business, mm -hmm. do you feel that using the other or the holistic you know, treatment modalities like the Reiki and what is it called? Vibrational sound healing. Do you, yes. do you find that, that um, members of the African-American community are more receptive to that and the fact that it's more of a holistic approach? Well, I, here's, <laughs> here's been my experience. Okay. okay. The stigma is there. Apathy is there. And this is something I believe that collectively, as all of us clinicians are out there, we're doing exactly what you're doing, Jackie, right now, what I do, what many of our colleagues do. The more we spread the awareness, I think the more we, our, you know, especially men and people of color, African-American community that are being more receptive to mental health in general. Now, when we talk about natural healing or alternative spots of healing, yes, I believe because of this is really indigenous to us as a people. You know, when we talk about holistic healing, when we talk about um, using sound healing, this is what our ancestors were doing. They didn't have all of this technology, all of this fancy, you know, EBT and CBT and no, you know, they didn't have all of this. They just knew what to do intuitively, which is really the work that I do. And this is what we all have the ability to tap into, and which is what I teach when I go out and I do workshops and everything. You have the ability to heal yourself. You have the ability to use what you may very well already have in your cabinet, natural healing, you know, herbs and um, tonics and different things you can make. You know, stuff that we knew that our grandparents and our great-grandparents used to do healing when they didn't have the money to buy all of these fancy cough syrups and things when you get a cold or the flu or anything like that. So I believe there is, and this has been my experience, they are more receptive because I think it, it's something about it is very comforting for one and two, it's familiar, even if it's something they've never done before. And it's like, yeah, that's like, you know, my aunt so-and-so used to do that. And I remember she used to make me so, so it's familiar, right. even if it's only familiar in our spirit. Yep. And see, that's, we are we are all connected we are all reflections of each other so it is going to be something that we can gravitate to and that has been my experience when I go out when I do my healing circle I did a healing circle with 13 men 13 men and they were 
I mean, it was wildly successful because they just was like, finally, we have a forum. We have an opportunity just to talk about things that are on our heart. And they were very receptive to the recommendations I made and the different experiential exercises that I did with them in the circle because they know they needed that and a lot of it was familiar. Wow. So yes, it, they are more, I feel there is a lot more reception to the holistic healing and the holistic health um, solutions that I provide. Wow. Ooh, that is phenomenal. I mean, it's just, <laughs> wow, I really, ooh. it was something else I wanted to ask you. Um, mental health awareness. Well, because I don't want to, I want to make sure we have enough time, but if you, is there anything in particular that you're working on right now or any, you know, any programs that you're getting ready to start up or is it just a matter of like people contacting you and just kind of, you know, if you can fit them into your schedule or do you, you know what I mean? Or do you have like, like something like a big, something yes. that you're planning right now? I do. I have a couple of programs and here's what I'm going to say, Jackie. The best thing for um, anyone that would like to work with me, one, you can reach out to me directly at phoenixlove45 at gmail.com. That's my email. So if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, then you can reach out to me. You want a consultation, exploratory. The great thing about my consultation, it's an intro to holistic um, healing. So I actually do an intro of services. If you are here local in New York, you get to come to the office and you get an intro to the services in my consultation. So um, if you're online, you will still get an intro to services because a lot of my EFT um, tapping and some of the uh, other interventions that I use, it can also be done um, via distance, um, via online as well. So if you're interested, again, that's phoenixlove45 at gmail.com for anything that's one-on-one. If you really are interested in learning more about my workshops and my different programs and events, because 2019 is going to be phenomenal. I have so many things planned for my online community, which is Holistic Living for Purpose Driven Leaders right here on Facebook. So you can um, definitely, you know, contact, join. I would love to have you in the community, if you're, especially if you're someone that's a helping, in the helping profession, whether you're a nurse, an educator, even if you're just an entrepreneur, you have a ministry, you're a minister, you're a pastor, come on over. We have a nice mixture. And the reason why I say that's the best way is because within that community, I do a lot of different lives and webinars and that's where you really get to learn firsthand and first about anything that I'm doing, okay. especially my programs. And I have a couple of programs that are going to be coming up in, um, I want to say starting in the spring. I have like a three-week detox program I'm doing, and we do a lot of different challenges. So that's probably the best way. Okay. Two events that I have coming up, one is uh, Becoming a Warrior Empath. This is actually a reboot. So if you are someone that um, identifies as an empath, someone that's a highly sensitive person, and you want to know how to be protective of yourself and navigate through this crazy world that we live in as an empath, because we know that can be overwhelming on its own, that actually is coming up on February 9th. So that's a Saturday that I'll be doing it. I got a question. <laughs> See, and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I'll forget. Um, because I know we're getting ready to wrap up. Okay, but empath, I've, I've seen you talk about that a lot in some of your posts. And yes. if you could just 
just briefly, what exactly is that? So an empath is someone who, from a neurobiological standpoint, is more sensitive to the environment, external stimuli than other people. So in other words, you and I could be in the same room with a bunch of people, you'll be fine socializing, having a great time, but I'll be ready to go run and hide in the bathroom and, and wash my face and run out the door because it's too much stimulation for me. So that's just one example, but it's usually, it's really someone that, and this, and I'm glad you asked this question because what I'm noticing is that empath, that word is being used a lot. And I think people are thinking, oh, well, I'm sensitive and I feel this way, so I'm an empath. That's not necessarily the case. This is actually something that deals with biochemistry, how we're biologically, neurologically wired. So we are not able to, I'll say, function in the world and show up in the world the same way as other people. Okay. We have to we have certain tools, survival skills, and you know, it's it's a whole process, even for I say just a normal thing, like I'm gonna give another example, going to a funeral. I don't, I rarely go to funerals because funerals are just too much for me because we are able to pick up on other people's emotions. And not only do we pick up on it, we absorb it sometimes right. and take it on our own. Okay. So that's just one, those are like the main two okay. things that people know about empaths, but there's so many other um, characteristics right. and traits okay. and ways that we have to be protective of ourselves. So I'm, I'm giving this webinar, this is actually the second time, the first time was successful and a lot of people were like oh i missed it because of the timing i gave it so i'm rebooting it because there's so many people that have asked me when are you doing it again um i do guided meditations in the um boot not the boot camp i'm sorry in the webinar guided meditations to help to strengthen your intuition your crown chakra so you again is training you on how you can help yourself and be able to protect yourself in this world and become stronger because empaths have a lot of gifts. You know, most of us are healers. Most of us are in the helping profession. This is why we are because we, we, we have the ability to be intuitive and know what our clients and the people that we love, our friends and family, what they're going through. We just got to know how not to own it and take it on okay. where it, it depletes us. So that's on February 9th. And then on February 17th, Unfortunately, this was another reschedule. Uh, <laughs> write and manifest your vision 2019. I want to say it's a party with a purpose. Uh, it's a step above the normal vision boards because everybody does vision board parties now, but it's actually coming together in a live workshop that's going to be in Manhattan on February 17th. And I am going to be working with a small group of women it is just for women, sorry guys, <laughs> just for women, and really giving some step-by-step -step instructions on if you want to become an author, if you want to launch some kind of creative project, if you want to launch a, uh, a ministry or a cause, anything that you feel you want to birth this year, I'm going to go through the steps and the formula how to manifest that. So it's really a man manifestation workshop that is going to be powerful. We're going to be doing some guided meditations, creative visualization, sound healing, 
it's going to be phenomenal. So that's February 17th um, at a disclosed location um, that will be disclosed to those who register, and it's going to be in Manhattan. Okay. And that's February afternoon. Yes. Nice. Okay, so 355. Um, We're good. We got a few okay, minutes. Go ahead. So I, wanted to, I wanted you to just do a quick recap of the five steps that you mentioned earlier and if someone was listening to this what what would be your your initial takeaway or what would you want them to take away from it okay so let me do the recap and then i'll give the takeaway okay. so let me just look at my notes i'll make sure i didn't forget anything okay so my platform is all about mental health awareness from a holistic perspective and holistic, not just mind, body, soul, spirit um, connection, but also looking at doing your soul work and your healing so that each and every area of your life is in balance. So we're talking about from the finances, from your relationships, your health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, every aspect your vocation your you know the work that you do and it's really about revealing healing and living on purpose if you do not reveal or you don't take the time to really uncover what is going on in your life or what's going on even in your body then how are you going to address it you can't heal something until you reveal it so reveal heal so you can live on purpose so the five areas of doing that is dealing with your limited beliefs. Number two was addressing those um, that negative mind chatter with and overcoming that with positive self. Okay. Number three was unblocking those stagnant emotions and those unhealed wounds and really addressing that. And again, that's where a lot of the energy work that I do, that's where that comes in. Number four was having a healthy alkaline lifestyle. Not just your diet, not just movement, but every aspect of your life. And looking at what you're taking in on a daily basis, because remember, everything we do is energy. Every exchange we have is energy. And then number five is really about those spirit spirituality practices. That's the foundation. What is what are you doing from the time you wake up in the morning? And then how are you closing off your day? Closing off your day, and I didn't mention this before, you really should do some journaling. Try to do some journaling every single day. Reflect on, ask those, how did I show up today? What was on my mind? Was I stressed? Tap it into what were, you know, what emotions was dominating on this particular day? And what do I need to do to show up differently tomorrow if I didn't like the way to say what? The great thing about life is, it's moment by moment. Yeah. That's where mindfulness comes in. When you are living and walking mindfulessly, you'll know that this is the moment. Let me just stay in this moment. Whatever's going on in this moment, I could change it in the next moment. And when you move through life mindfulessly, then you are always operating in time. Yes. Everything is in divine order then. What happens with us being or becoming anxious or anxiety when it rules our life is because we are always looking into the future. 
worrying about the future. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with my bills? What's going to happen with my kid? And this is this is how we make ourselves sick, everyone. This is how we make ourselves sick. So it's really, again, like I spoke about before, reprogramming, shifting. And a lot of times we just have to stop, pause, taking a breath. So this is, again, the work that I really do. And as far as a takeaway, let me just look at my notes because I don't want to miss anything. Um, have Make sure you, first and foremost, have that relationship. Cultivate your relationship with the divine creator. If you don't have one, I don't care if you call him Buddha. I don't care if you call him Jehovah. That's to you, Jesus. Whatever you want to call him. We know that it's God that created all of this, everything. Okay? Have that relationship. It's a personal relationship. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about you go to church every Sunday. That's that's between you and God. <laughs> okay? But have a relationship. You need something that's going to fortify you, that's going to be a foundation, that's going to be your anchor when the storms come. Because the storms come. They will. Everything I'm talking about, it doesn't mean I can talk about it because I've been through it. It's <laughs> still some days going through it. You know? But it becomes a lifestyle, and that's what you want. But you want to have that that strong foundation that's really rooted in the relationship that you have with God or the divine creator, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So never underestimate. The last thing I want to say is never underestimate the beauty of a calm mind. The beauty of a calm mind and the beauty of an intuitive spirit yes with a calm mind you can see everything clearly think about it when your mind is when your mind is not calm it's very hard to make a decision it's very hard to stay out of your emotions where you may react instead of respond to something it's very hard to deal with the crisis or a challenge that may be coming up if you don't have a calm mind one of the things that I do, I do a lot of crisis management and prevention workshops. This is something I was a trainer for New York State Office for many years and training on crisis management. And, you know, again, I, you know, I, I figured they picked me to do it just for one, the, the years of experience, but also because I always remain calm. Now, let me say this, and I'm going to be transparent. Times, it was times on the inside, especially the work that I was doing and the type of facilities I worked in, where on the inside, everything was like, wee, wee, right. wee. but on the outside, especially when I was an administrator, I was a director of treatment for a, a juvenile uh, justice facility for girls. So on the outside, you know, I always Shit had to, <laughs> right. So, you know, but I had to have that comment, especially, and I know, you know, your audience are leaders. And I know there's a lot of leaders that are watching this. When you're a leader, especially if you want to be a holistic leader, you have to have a calm mind and an intuitive spirit. So you, so one, you are clear enough and sound enough and solid enough to be able to make decisions and delegate the responsibilities because, again, you have people following you and looking to you for the answers. That intuitive spirit is also going to, be able to give you the direction to have the answers and make the decisions that are not just solely based in logic. Logic is not always where the right answers are. Some things require your intuition. 
that these days most things require you to make a decision based on intuition. Yep, absolutely. That's the work, work that we do, right? So never underestimate those two things a calm mind and intuitive spirit well thank you so much thank you so much for this uh wealth of information thank i would definitely i see the hearts i don't see who it you is what, girl, miss miss valerie simon your girl your, your people showing up they don't put your email address in there and everything oh thank <laughs> you yes. see, see that's the community you're coming again it's not about me this, this community right. they mm -hmm. fabulous they're wonderful they support each other they cheer each other on. They answer each other questions, give tips and resources. They're the bomb. Yeah. I'm blessed to be, yeah. you know, amongst this community mm -hmm. because it's fantastic. So, yeah, come on over. Holistic Living for Purpose Driven Leaders. Well, and thank you, Jackie, for, you know, allowing me to share on your platform. Oh, I appreciate and I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Same here. And thank you for coming. I know we got to run. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And thank you. And like I said, I will definitely be in touch with you again soon. Every ladies, enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. Thank you so much. Lessons, everyone. All right. Thanks. Take care. Peace.